welcome to A Reader's Book Corner. I'm your host, Teresa Beasley, and today in episode 31, we're discussing Love Under Contract by Sharon C. Cooper. Given with Black History Month, and this is the month of romance, Valentine's Day, which was was already passed before this post, but um, happy belated Valentine's Day to everyone. So, well, given with that theme, I wanted to discuss a romance book um, by a Black author. Sharon C. Cooper. Now, Love Under Contract is a 182-page contemporary romance book, and it's the first book in the Jenkins and Sons construction series. Um, and she does have another another series or a couple series that deals with the Jenkins family. But in this particular book, Samara Robinson is a real estate agent in Cincinnati, but she has family that's in New York. Her parents are in New York. And she has issues with her family because her dad is this demanding man that wants her to run their family business. And Samara does not want to run the family business. She wants to be her own person and do her own thing. So she's in Cincinnati and she was dating Nicholas Jenkins Moore, one of the Jenkins and Sons construction guys. And they broke up. But... Currently, she is selling him a house, so they have to be around each other. And this whole time, she's trying to keep her feelings in check because she knows she still cares about him. She still has feelings there. There's still that attraction that those emotions still there. Now, Nicholas, he has this plan. He has his life mapped out. He has a five-year plan. He's trying to work through that plan. And at the time that they were dating, they just wanted different things. And so... That's the reason why they split up. But Nicholas still cares about her. He can't stop thinking about her. So he finds a way to be around her by buying a house. Hence her real estate. He gets to be around her. So after hiring her, he hires her to find this house, which she does find him um, the house. But he's her, she's trying to keep her feelings in check about him. He's trying to keep his desires about her in check which was funny to read. Now, in the process of her helping him with the with her um with the house, he gets you know prepared to close on the house and everything. Samara gets sick. Um she's lightheaded, um she's dizzy. Um and they're like, "Oh, her friends are like, you got to take care of yourself. You got to be make sure that you're eating, that you're hydrating and things like that." So, Samara is kind of getting sick. And she gets sick around Nick and his um, sister, Martina. And she's like, wait a minute. Martina's like, wait a minute. Something's not right. So they do convince her to go get checked out. Now, these two finally have to admit their feelings when Samara finds out that she's pregnant. She ends up finding out that she's pregnant when he goes to the hospital with her because she completely passes out and he thinks she's dead. So he takes her to the hospital and they find out that she's pregnant and Samara realizes when she finds out that she's pregnant even though her and Martina had already found out she realizes that a Vegas trip that they had they slipped up and that's how they got into this particular situation so Samara's trying she, she's kind of trying to be her independent woman type empowerment thing she she's tired of me trying to control her life and tell her what to do Hence her putting her foot down with her father. And then hence her putting down her foot with Nick. Because at that time they didn't want the same things. So she kind of puts her foot down with Nick as well. And then 
And with this situation with her being pregnant, Nick has to agree to her standards of what she wants. And especially if they're going to try to rekindle this relationship, especially now that they're having a baby. Now, my thing about this story is that I like the chemistry between Nick and Samira. It was funny at times. It was emotional at times. It got real at times. But it was a true depiction of the ups and downs of a relationship where you're dating, you break up, you know, you still want to be together. You try again. You still have the ups and downs. But now with the ups and downs, you kind of understand it a little bit better. So I think the chemistry between these two were written very well. I also liked Nick's grandmother, Kathleen, because she was tough. <laughs> and his sister, Martina's personality just brought humor to the story. I liked her liveliness in the story. Now, Nick goes out of his way to me in the story. He went out of his way to prove to Samira that he wants the relationship and the baby, that he's there for her. I mean, he does get a little overprotective at times in the story, but women like that. I mean, we like for men to protect us and keep us safe, knowing that we're secure. So I think at the time, Samira was, she soon realizes that he he really has her back. He's He's especially... You really can tell that he really, really cares about her, especially when her parents show up out of the blue and her dad tries to demand all these things and it doesn't go the way the dad thinks it's going to go. Now, I will say some of Samira's, you know, decisions, I question, but I understood where she was coming from. Um, I will tell you the twist in the book because I don't want to give away anything, especially when the reveals come. But overall, this is like a quick romance book. It's great for this type of season, for romance season, Valentine seasons, relationships. It was easy to connect with the characters. And I appreciated that Samira didn't settle when it came to what she wanted and expected in her relationship. And Nick either had to go with it or decide not to go with it. Now, some of Nick's actions were a little out of pocket at times. But, you know, it was just he's emotional. She's having his kid. And he's to the point where he just doesn't want somebody else trying to come in and take him because he just didn't want to lose her again. And, you know, she had other clients, real estate clients like uh, Elijah, that whenever he would come around, he would kind of hint like there's something going on with him, Samira, knowing that there wasn't. But he did come around at, the, at a crucial time in the story that I was kind of worried that something bad was going to happen to Samira. But Elijah kind of came into the story at that time and kind of was like, it's like, okay, he's cool. Now, I just think that this was a really good romance book. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that the um, the Cincinnati feel to it was great. The descriptions were great. And even though it did have um, several characters in it, meaning her family and his family, I love the fact that it incorporates like a Sunday dinner at the grandmother's house at Kathleen. I think the grandmother's name is Kathleen or Catherine. Dang, I can't remember. But she brings them all together and it's like a family thing because it reminds me of my grandmother's house where we all came on Sunday after church and would have a meal together as family. And we play games and we watch like TV and, and different things like that. And we play board games or we play, you know, card you know, like Uno or things like that. So that reminded me of that when I read that in this particular book. 
And I appreciated that. And then I also love the fact that after the Sunday dinner, she gives them all chores and she rotates the chores. So some have to clean up the table. Some have to do the dishes. I just thought that was so typical of uh, African-American family where you have the chores at the end of the dinner. Um, I don't know if a lot of families do the Sunday dinner thing, but it's just um, it's just uh, not like a tradition that I'm saying everybody should do, but it's a great tradition where all family comes together and you get to catch up on things as you're, you know, sharing a meal together. And I think that is an awesome thing, which is what they do in this particular book. And I just love that aspect of the story. Now let's talk Samira's father. Samira's father in this book, oh my God, he was very rude, inconsiderate, um, not your typical dad. I mean, he was like this rough, you could tell he was a business minded man. It was all about business to him. And the reveal in the book, which I won't say because it's, it's a crucial turn in the story. When he kind of like blows in, like he's just going to take over her life. That part made me angry because it's like, okay, she's in her thirties. Why are you still trying to run, run her life? I mean, if she was still a kid living at your house, I could understand you having some, you know, some issues or whatever, but boundaries, dad, boundaries, you got to have boundaries, especially when your child is grown. The boundaries kind of change at that time. And her father just did not get that. I mean, he was determined for her to run his global property um, management company. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I like being a real estate agent. This is what I like to do. And she has plans of her own. And he just kind of ignored her plans of what she wanted to do. Now, I will say another thing that irritated me was the Samira's mom. The way she was very passive around the dad. Like she was scared to say anything. And you could tell probably the whole time in their marriage or even when Samira was growing up, you can kind of tell that she probably was scared of the dad, so she didn't really want to say anything or voice her opinion. But I did like that eventually she does step up and say, hey, look, Russell, you need to stop. You need to, you know, let her go. Because she saw how happy Samira was and how great of a way that Nick was taking care of her and being there for her. And her daughter was in love. Her daughter had found somebody that she really cared about after her first husband had passed away, which in the reveals in the story, you kind of find out some things later on in the story that kind of like blew my mind, like, oh, wow. But without giving away anything, you could tell in the conversation that they were having with Samara, Nick, and the parents that, you know, it was time for him to let Samara go. He did not want to do that. So I liked that at that point, the mom did finally step up and say, hey, you need to stop. You need to let her go because her dad was doing way too much. I mean, you could tell that he was this guy that people just did what he wanted them to do. When he told you to do something, you did it. And he might be used to that. Um, and he didn't like the fact that he, he didn't accept the fact that people would talk back to him, which Samira would do. She would talk back to him and she would stand up to him. And he, it was just like, he was ignoring it. I mean, you could tell he's a very controlling person and he's used to people being beneath him. That's how he, that's how his dialogue was and how 
you could just picture his um, his body language as you're reading the book. And that's one thing about Sharon Cooper. She does a great job at the descriptions of her characters and the dialogue. You can tell their personality straight from the dialogue and how she depicts them in the story. So I do like that about her writing. And I've read a lot of Sharon C. Cooper's books, and I really enjoyed that about her books. But Samara's dad just really, really got under my skin. <laughs> he really got under my skin when I was reading this book. But I just feel that her mom should have stepped up a long time ago instead of waiting. But as you know, when you're outside looking into a relationship or a marriage or a friendship or whatever, you can't say those things because you don't know what's actually going on in that particular situation. So it's easy for you to voice opinion when you're outside looking in. And that's kind of how you're reading this. I mean, I can't say that her mom should have. Well, I probably shouldn't say that because her mom was probably dealing with what she dealing with her marriage to Russell the best way that she could. And Russell is Samara's dad. But I do like the relationship between Samara and Nick. I think it's a beautiful relationship and it made for a beautiful story to read. And this, like I said, this is a perfect book for Valentine's Day for romance. I mean, it's a great quick read that won't take you that long because once you started, you want to keep going and you don't want to stop reading it anyway. So let me tell you a little bit about Sharon C. Cooper. She is an award-winning and best-selling author. She is a romanceaholic. She loves anything that involves romance with a happily ever after, whether in books, movies, or real life. She writes contemporary romance as well as romantic suspense, and she enjoys rainy days, carpet picnics, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. She's been nominated for numerous awards, and when she's not writing or working, she's hanging out with her amazing husband, doing volunteer work, or reading a good book. A romance, of course. So... If you would like to know more about Sharon Cooper, and I hope you do, I hope you check out her books. She has a lot of books out, so I won't list all of her books. So you can visit her website at www.sharoncooper.net. She is also on Twitter as Sharon underscore Cooper one. And she is on Facebook at Arthur Sharon C. Cooper. So connect with her. You could also find her books on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and all the platforms. And if you would like to connect with A Reader's Book Corner, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at A Reader's BC. Check out Sharon Cooper's books. And if you think about it, let me know what kind of romance tropes you enjoy in books. I would like to know, because I know there's several out there, but just kind of stop by in the show notes and just give me a comment on what type of tropes that you look for in a romance book. And I will put that question in the Spotify show notes. So until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.